You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nahumsiegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
Good morning, good morning, and welcome everyone to JM Sunday. This is Mata Swinegast with you on this, the 25th day in the month of Kislev. You know what that means. It's the first day of Hanukkah. That's right, Hanukkah is upon us, and uh, today is the first day. Candle lighting last night was the first night. One candle was lit, and uh, Hanukkah goes for eight days. Today is the first day of Hanukkah. We are here with you on JM Sunday. It's great to have you join us. It's great to have you with us, and I'm happy to be here this morning. In the next two hours, we're going to uh, play a lot of Hanukkah music. And right off the bat, I want to thank Mark Zamek for getting the lists together of Hanukkah music, and we have so much to play for you this morning. But also, we're going to be hearing Rabbi Goldwasser at 7.30, followed by our news information from Israel with Hanna Levi Julian. And right before 8 o'clock, we are going to hear from a Chabad representative from around the world, from a certain place around the world, and you'll hear about that later, telling us about candlelighting where he is located. 8 o'clock, we expect the Galitzal Israel Army Radio News. And after that, we will hear from another representative from another part of the world telling us about his experience with a major candlelighting. Also coming up in the second hour... We have a pair of tickets to give away to this week's Yeshiva University Annual Hanukkah Concert. It is taking place December 13th at 8 p.m. at the Lamport Auditorium at Yeshiva University in New York, starring Edon from America's Got Talent, Shalshelas, and Y Studs with music by the Neshama Orchestra. But it's not just a pair of tickets. It's a pair of front row seats to see the concert, a pair of front row seats to see the concert, this coming Thursday night, and I'll tell you later on how you can try to get them. If you uh, want to get any information to me this morning, want to request a song, we'll try to get that on. Uh, just say hello, whatever you want to do. Send me an email, matis at nachumsegel.com, M-A-T-T-E-S at nachumsegel.com. Like us on the Facebook page, JM Sunday. We have... Uh, about 74 hits, I think. I'd love to get to 75 today, if possible. Uh, we really didn't push it during the week, but we'd love to get to 75 likes as soon as possible as we march toward towards 100. So keep listening this morning. Next two hours, you're going to hear a great, great Jewish music, Hanukkah style, starting off with a classic. Here is Amutik Sheish Orchestra with Al Hanisim.
Loads of music here on JM Sunday. Mata Swinegast with you. It's the first day of Hanukkah, 25th day in the month of Kislev, 5773. It is a Sunday, December 9th, 2012. Here on the uh, East Coast, it is 729. Rabbi Goldwasser in a couple of seconds coming up. In Dafyomi, it's the 67th page of the Masechta of Shabbos. After uh, Rabbi Goldwasser will be getting in touch with uh, Hana Levi Julian in Israel to give us an update of what's been going on in Israel. And then at uh, 7.55 we'll be joined by uh, the Chabad Rabbi from Bogota, Colombia. And uh, following the 8 o'clock news, which we hope to get to from Galitzal, we will be hearing from the Chabad Rabbi of Rome, Italy, live on the phone and uh, they'll be talking about the candlelighting experiences in their respective communities. And uh, coming up in the second hour, I'll give you information on how you can get a pair of front row seats, front row tickets, to this Thursday night's Yeshiva University concert taking place at Lampert Auditorium, starring America's Got Talent, Idon, and Shalshelis and Y Studs with the Shema Orchestra. That's taking place Thursday night. You can get yourself a pair of front row tickets right here by listening to JM Sunday. If you want to send me any information, please do so. Matis at NachumSiegel.com, M-A-T-T-E-S, at NachumSiegel.com. At this time, each and every Sunday through Thursday, we present to you Rabbi Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Rabbi Goldwasser's words, L'zech and Nishmas Harav Zev. Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. A Jewish soldier camped in Valley Forge during the winter of 1777 related the following. It was Hanukkah 5537, a very difficult and extremely cold winter. I was here the only Jew. It could be that there were others, but I didn't see any. We sat in Valley Forge and we waited. I don't know why. Maybe we were waiting for better days. We were starving for bread, we didn't have warm clothes, and we didn't have shoes for our feet. Most of the troops were cursing George Washington for going to war against England. However, I believed with my whole heart that he was correct. Even though we were now suffering, we had to free our country from the rule of the British, who wanted to completely control America, and I wanted to do my part. The soldier continued, I did notice him passing through the camp on various nights observing the soldier's predicament with mercy. At times he would bend down to a soldier, giving him a cover to protect him from the cold. In those moments I thought about my father in Poland and all that he had to endure because of the cruel landowners. I'll never forget those memories as a young boy. Lying in the cold at Valley Forge, I believed that General Washington was right, and I remained loyal to him and included him in my tefillos. When the first night of Hanukkah arrived, I took out my small menorah that my father had given me. His parting words had been, When you will kindle this menorah, my son, the candles of Hanukkah will light the way for you. The menorah was my charm. I took it everywhere that I went. I was wondering how I could light the menorah surrounded by all the strangers. I decided to wait until my comrades went to sleep. Late in the night, I recited the brachos and lit the first candle. As I watched the flame burning, my parents' house back in Europe appeared in the picture of my mind. My eyes filled with tears, and I began to cry like a small child. If only for the sake of my brothers and sisters I had been left behind, living under the oppressive governments, 
I resolved to continue to help George Washington in his fight to free America. Suddenly, I felt a soft hand on my shoulder. I looked up, and General Washington himself was standing behind me. In a compassionate and merciful voice, he asked, Why are you crying, soldier? Are you cold? I jumped up, forgetting that I was a private standing in front of a general. I began to speak with him from the heart, like a son speaks to his father. My master general, I said, I pray for your victory every day, and I know with Hashem's help you will be victorious. Today they are strong, but tomorrow they will fall, because justice is in our side. General Washington said, Thank you, soldier. He then sat down next to me on the ground and asked about the menorah. I explained that I had brought it from my father's house and that every Jew lights the menorah on the days of Hanukkah to remember the great miracle. General Washington responded, You are a Jew from the children of prophets, and you say that we will be victorious. Yes, I answered, we will be victorious. Just like the Maccabees were victorious, we will be successful in building a new land with a new life. The general's face lit up. He arose, shook my hand, and disappeared into the dark night. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a very happy and meaningful Hanukkah. Thank you very much, Rabbi Goldwasser, for joining us this morning, giving us a, a very special Hanukkah message. Here on JM Sunday, Matas Wine Guest with you till 9 o'clock on the East Coast. It's now 7.34. And uh, at, um, at about 5 to 8, we're going to be joined by the Chabad Rabbi from, uh, from Bogota, Colombia, down there in South America. And he's going to be letting us know about candlelighting, the community candlelighting down there in that city and that area. It should be very exciting. Well, right now, let's see, 7.35 means it's uh, about 2.35 in Israel. And we are joined once again by our Israeli correspondent, Hannah Levy-Julian, who is an editor for the Israeli uh, Israel National News English Division. And uh, we join, we ask her to join us this morning, and we welcome you to JM Sunday and wish you a Freilich and Hanukkah. And to you, how are you? Thank you very much. We are doing well. What's happening over there in Israel? <laughs> oh, there's a lot of things going on here. You know, it's it's never dull. It's it's just never ever dull. Even on a even on a, a joyous occasion such as Hanukkah, a uh, holiday of uh, of miracles. <laughs> the miracle here in Israel is that we are here, and that we continue to be here no matter what. Thank God. I think I think that I think that is the biggest miracle of all. I really do. Um, let me let me give you a, a quick roundup of what's going on here. Um, to start with, there has uh, we you know over the weekend, Khaled Mashal, who was the political bureau chief for Hamas, uh, finally came to Gaza for the first time. First time in his life, um, and of course he made a big show of kissing the ground and so forth and so on, and now there's a big picture, a victory picture of him and Ismail Haniya um, uniting together and so forth and so on, and he made a big speech about how Palestine is really from the river to the sea and so forth and so on. He, he went through this whole thing. Um, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu uh, 
in his remarks to the cabinet this morning uh, was very clear uh, in saying that uh, PH Chairman Mahmoud Abbas, who heads the Fatah faction, hides behind him by not condemning those remarks to destroy Israel. He was very clear that Hamas is, exists to annihilate the state of Israel. He kissed the ground and he stated that Arabs will never cede one inch of Palestine, the references to Israel. And he said, yesterday we were re-exposed to our enemy's true face. They have no intention of compromising with us. They want to destroy the state. They will fail, of course, in the annals of the history of our people. We, the Jewish people, have overcome such enemies. That's obvious on Hanukkah in particular. We know that we were able to take one cruise boil, and with God's help, it waited. It waited the eight days that it took until we were able to uh, go and get more of the purified oil to rededicate and purify the, the Holy Temple. And, and God is with us, and God will continue to protect us from our enemies. Uh, unfortunately, the man who is supposedly a peace partner uh, is is not behaving as a peace partner. And Netanyahu said, to my regret, he strives for unity with the same Hamas that is supported by Iran. The reference is clear because Iran is supporting Gaza at this point. Iran is in Gaza, just as it's in Lebanon and just as it's in Syria. We are also being faced with what appears to be the beginning of a third intifada on the uh, on the internal front. It's not really within the country, but there's certainly an attempt to uh, to ignite the Arab population within Israel. They're certainly trying to incite. Whether or not they're actually going to be successful is a question. And it's a question that has not yet been answered. It's not clear. They are trying to incite. There are Facebook pages in which the Palestinian Authority Arabs are clearly trying to incite Israeli Arabs to join a third intifada. And they're calling for one. Um, by the same token, there are many more Palestinian Authority Arab leaders this time, quiet ones, but they're philosophers, they're academics. And there are people who are saying very bluntly and clearly, guys, this isn't smart. It's just not smart. This is just really dumb. Let's not do this this time. We've done it twice, and it really didn't work out. And each time we were set back for years. Let's not do this. Three strikes, we're going to be out. Let, let, let's try it differently this time. So it, it may not go that way, but... The folks who are uh, essentially failing in other areas are trying really hard to take other people down with them. We'll see what happens. That's what's going on on the security front. Uh, the timing that he, uh, Hanukkah, if, if, if I may say, the timing of uh, his his uh, visiting Gaza, certainly right before Hanukkah, uh, may have been lost on him, but it's, uh, it's kind of ironic that 
when uh, you hear this news that you're just talking about, and then the country is steeped in the holiday of Hanukkah, and the beginning of Hanukkah reminds everybody, as you said, about the miracle of Hanukkah and the uh, and the strength of the Jewish people. So uh, they might be looking at what he said and say, ah, well, guess what? We have a couple of thousand years of victories behind us, so uh, you know it's not going to not going to mean so much. Hopefully, right? He he picked he picked absolutely the dumbest time possible. Really, the dumbest time in the world he picked to do this. So, what is the uh, what is the mood? Speaking. What is the mood like in Israel on the first day of Hanukkah? What happens? What goes on uh, there? It's, it's very very upbeat. Everybody's out. Everybody's out. People are are people are out of the street. People are shopping. People there are public menorahs everywhere. Every single town has a public menorah. People are all over the place. The kids are out. Everyone's on vacation. Um, everyone's making plans. Where are you going? What are you doing? Um, there has been a lot of rain this year, and and that in itself is such a blessing. In the land of Israel, you know, rain is always seen as a blessing, and so far we have had more rain so far this year than three years ago we'd had in an entire three months. And we had that in three weeks' time. It's great. You have green all over the place. It's beautiful. Flowers are out that normally are, are not out until the end of January, beginning of February. There's green in the Vadi. There's green in the desert. It's amazing. Just amazing. Excellent and time people for, are everywhere. Excellent time for people out of Israel to come and visit. It's a great time of... Uh, of year to come, you can get in an airplane oh, and be absolutely. there tomorrow. The weather is gorgeous. The sure. weather is great. I, in my, I live in Arad, which is uh, in the northeastern Negev, about 20 minutes from the Dead Sea, just above the Dead Sea. And uh, I was looking out my window this afternoon, and my neighbor was polishing his car with his shirt off. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? This cannot be. As long as he wasn't using his shirt for... We had a a power outage last night, and people were cold. We were, like, wearing coats, and today the guy's got his shirt off. He's polishing his car. As long as he wasn't using his shirt to polish the car. Final lady, Julian, uh, thank you you again for joining us on JM Sunday. We look forward to hearing you uh, hopefully next week, uh, the last day of Kanaka. And, uh, and, you know, know, as you know, and as everybody knows, Kanaka is eight days, and it's eight days in Israel. And in uh, Chutzler, it's in the diaspora. And there are actually, uh, in, in history, believe it or not, from what I understand, Hanukkah used to be a ninth-day holiday outside of Israel. But oh, wow. I as, didn't know that. A, as in a lot of things, there are differences on that. But uh, it was very interesting to find out for the same reason that we have an extra day. You know, day we have a different dreidel, though. You know that. Yes, you have a different dreidel. It spins differently, huh? Uh, well, everything spins a little differently over here. No, no, but seriously, exactly. we we have uh, we have Neskadal uh, Haya Haya right. we, we have a pay. That's right. We have That's a pay. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Does it does it make a difference? Those who spin the dreidels when they play the dreidel game, does the uh, carving of the pay versus uh, the shin for Neskadal Haya Sham, you know, make a difference? I don't know. We'd have to really check the physics on that. Positive spin to it, you know. Absolutely. Thank you again for joining <laughs> us. Have a very frilch and Hanukkah, and we'll talk to you next week. Be well. That is okay. Hanukkah. Thank you very much, Kana Levi Julian, who uh, has joined us from Israel.
and uh, is the uh, editor, uh, an editor for Israel National News English Division. Uh, she is uh, our correspondent from Israel, and hopefully she will be joining us on a weekly basis uh, here on JM Sunday. Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to be going down to Bogota, Colombia, to find out about a candle lighting down there. That'll be at 7.55, and uh, we're going to have more music. We're going to be joined by another representative from another part of the world after 8 o'clock. And during the 8 o'clock hour, you'll get information on how you can win a uh, front row, a pair of tickets, front row seats to the YU Hanukkah concert coming up this Thursday night. We go back to the music. Here's an old one, Safam with Judah Maccabee on JM Sunday.
That was a music by Migdal Or, Yaakov Boy, called Yaakov Boys Choir, here on JM Sunday. It is the uh, 25th day in the month of Kislev, 5773. It is the uh, ninth day in the month of December, the year 2012. For those keeping Dafyomi, keeping up with Dafyomi, it's the 67th page of uh, the Masechta of Shabbos, 67. And uh, we are looking forward to another Siyam in a couple of months on uh, on Shabbos. So we will keep you apprised of that. We heard a lot of music. I didn't go through that, but I'm going to do that a little bit later because right now on the phone we have a very, very special guest. Rabbi Yehoshua Rosenfeld is the director of Lubavitch in Columbia. Now that is not Columbia University for those in the East Coast here. That is Columbia, South America. Good morning, Rabbi Rosenfeld. Welcome to JM Sunday. Good morning, Afrelich and Hanukkah. and and we thank you so much for joining us here on the JM Sunday. Uh, now, for those who don't know, just in case there are some uh, world uh, world travelers who may not have been to the area down there, uh, Colombia is in the uh, northwestern part of South America. Am I correct? More or less, yeah. And you're bordered by Venezuela, uh, Brazil, Peru, uh, Panama. And uh, you're located uh, in Bogota, is that correct? Correct. What is the uh, Jewish community like in there? Do you have a, a, a large Jewish community? I know it goes back to the 16th century when people came from Spain. What is it like today? Okay, we have a beautiful Jewish community, large in quality. Quantity, we have uh, quite a small community. The typical opinion on the street is when we're asked by the general population how many we are, we answer we're under 100,000. But we're about 5,000 Jews here, and Baruch Hashem, a very, very nice community. And certainly a, a great community for Chabad to be there and help out. I imagine you have also tourists who come there, people traveling on business uh, who avail themselves of the services that Chabad offers. Interesting. We're here basically for the community. But we have regular backpackers, Israeli backpackers are here every single other, every other week. And sometimes the shluchim in this part of South America tell each other that maybe the Rebbe sent us here not just for the communities, but to find those Israeli wanderers. And as they wander along South America, they end up in all the Chabad houses. And then before we turn around, we find them in our Yisrael back, involved with their families, with Yiddishkeit. So I think part of our job is picking up the Israeli backpackers in this part of the world. Absolutely. Uh, if somebody were just traveling there and uh, wanted to get in touch with you or find uh, the Chabad Center, how would they do that? Everybody just go exactly what you did, Chabad.org. You find the phone numbers, and the Israelis have their... Uh, have their own uh, system to find Chabad, and they sure find it. <laughs> Absolutely. Baruch Hashem. And uh, it is great that you have that service. I imagine that on uh, Pesach, do you, like uh, many other Chabads around the world, do you have a, uh, a community seder for travelers or for the local community? Uh, for On Pesach, we have two big stars. We have a community seder only for community people that have no family because we don't want... Uh, families to stop having their seder together. Right. We usually have about 100, 150 people for that seder. And then we have an Israeli backpacker seder, a second seder, 
again, with another, uh, in all the different cities, we have Israeli Sturm. In fact, we add Sturm in the different cities, Cartagena. Uh, further up north, we bring down Bahrim from New York, sent by the central office. We have Sturm all across the country. Beautiful. And uh, now for those traveling there also, you're in the same time uh, zone. Well, not the same time zone, but you're at the same time we are here. It's just about 8 o'clock where you are now, correct? Exactly, yeah. But for Shabbos, and uh, as we'll talk about in a minute, the candle lighting tonight, you're an hour ahead of us. What happens is we're very close to the the equator. So our typical day is a 12-hour day and a 12-hour night. So Shabbos begins in Colombia anywhere between 5.20 and 5.50. And that's the whole year uh, no round? Later, no earlier, all year round. Wow. Wow, so that's a, that's a good steady time yeah, for yeah. people who, who go. That's good to know also because here, of course, candlelighting right now on the east coast of the United States is around uh, 4 or 11 or so. And it'll be getting a little bit later starting in, in a week or so. Well, the, uh, what we wanted to talk about today is the community candle lighting. Of course, as you mentioned to me before, every night you light candles. But tonight you are having the uh, community candle lighting, which you've indicated is probably around the 27th or so year that you've been hosting this. What goes on tonight? Okay, we have a very big Hanukkah party at Chabad, at the local Chabad house, a community Hanukkah party. And besides that, we have... Uh, the whole crowd that comes to the Hanukkah party, which should be at around four or five hundred people, goes to the big Hanukkah menorah that we have standing in the street in a park of Bogota. Since it's Sunday, it's a little easier for, for the people to get there, and we have singing and dancing and dignitaries. Television usually shows up, and it becomes a real community event, and not only a community event, it's shown all across the country. In fact, uh, Colombians are very, very, always very interested in knowing about Hanukkah because Hanukkah comes around the same time as their as uh, their holidays, and the typical Colombian knows that their holidays started off with our Jewish holidays at some point. So they're all curious to know when we light our candles and how we light our candles and what it stands for. Very interesting. Besides, there's a very strong movement, a very funny type of a situation, where thousands of Colombians are supposedly looking back to their Sephardic Inquisition roots of 500 years ago. We still don't know where that's heading to. But many, many Colombians are finding out about their Jewish roots and trying to find their way back to it. We're not sure where this will lead to, but there's a lot of uh, looking into the Jewish religion now. So we're waiting for Mashiach. Absolutely. And then then, then it'll be easy to find out what to do and bring everybody over. Uh, but, Definitely. But, At least they'll start doing their mitzvahs. Right, exactly, exactly. Uh, and as, as we said in the beginning, and as you just mentioned, the uh, Jewish community goes back to 1636 or so, uh, the 16th century, actually even earlier the 16th century, and uh, people who, who fled from from Spain. And, uh, yeah, so, that, of course, you, ne- you never know where, where that's going to lead because uh, you just need a, a few hundred people 
and their uh, ancestors and, and their descendants number in the uh, in the hundreds of thousands, if not more. Definitely, definitely. But the Jewish community here today is basically the Jews that came in 1920s and 1930s. Those that came in the 1600s, there isn't much that we know about them today. There's also, uh, there are quite a few descendants of Jews that came from Curaçao, from Central America, to Colombia in the late 1800s. But most of them were lost to Yiddishkeit too. But if one visits the cemeteries, especially in Barranquilla, Santa Marta, you'll find names that go back to those Jews that came from Curaçao. In fact, uh, about two years ago, we had a very interesting situation here. An American Jew came to Colombia. I think it was Hanukkah time even. An American Jew came to Colombia and married a uh, non-Jew from Colombia. And uh, Hanukkah time, the non-Jewish wife walks by the Hanukkah menorah, starts asking questions, and comes in and says she wants to buy film for her husband. And we said, film for her husband, why? So she says, because he's Jewish, and besides, she would like to become Jewish. We sat down with her, and in her case, we found that her great-grandmother's mother was Jewish. Wow. In fact, her great-grandmother's mother's brother has the airport in Barranquilla named after him. He was a famous Colombian name, and he was Jewish. Wow. So that little, little Hanukkah time, these are the stories that usually come up. I remember many years ago there was an American, an American girl that walked into the Chabad on Hanukkah, and the story goes that uh, she ran away from everything about Yiddishkeit, came here and said that she's forgetting about everything unless she sees a sign from heaven. And there she's walking up the street and bumps into the big Hanukkah menorah and came running towards us. So it's interesting how the Rebbe's major Hanukkah across the world woke up so many Jewish hearts. You never know. You absolutely never know. Well, we wish you a Freilich and Hanukkah. We thank you very much for joining us. We're going to be going in a few minutes to, uh, to one of your colleagues out in Rome, uh, the other side of the world, who will be talking about uh, Hanukkah candle lighting there. They had their big community lighting last night. We'll be joined by Rabbi Hazan out there Great. in Rome, Italy. Just for, just for your information, we had quite a few Colombian Jewish students studying in Rome and hanging out at Chabad in Rome. Beautiful. So it's a small world. We'll send, we'll send regards over there, have I? <laughs> okay, all the best. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Thank Take you care. so Bye-bye. much. Thank you. Thank you, Rabbi Yoshua Rosenfeld, Director of Chabad for Colombia. And we're going to go to uh, music right now, and then we'll be in touch with the uh, rabbi out in Rome, Italy, here on JM Sunday. Gather round and sing joyous songs. 
wish Cause it's not a birthday song Not a guy Lights is the name of that tune here on a JM Sunday. Matis Weingast with you. It is the first day of Hanukkah, 25th day in the month of Kislev, 5773. And uh, right now we uh, have the honor to be joined by Rabbi Hazan, who is in Rome, Italy, and is the uh, main shaliach at the Chabad Center of Rome. Good morning, Rabbi Hazan, or good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Rabbi. Good morning. Good morning to you. Happy Hanukkah. Good morning. Happy Hanukkah. At, at your time, I believe it's already afternoon. It's around 10 after 2, correct? Yeah. Thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, you are the main shaliach, as you mentioned, for the Chabad in Rome. And uh, needless to say, you have a, uh, a large community that... Okay, you... I can... can you hear us okay? Yeah, but the music... Uh... Hello? Yes, is that better? Yeah, now good. Okay, very good. Uh, we are uh, we were me- just mentioning that, the needless to say, you have a large community there that you are working with. And yeah. uh, what is the community like in uh, in Rome, in the area that you're in? 
What what do you mean what are they? What what is it like? Is it a large community? Do you have a lot of people that come on a regular basis? Is it a more local community that you serve, or is it tourists and people that travel yeah, for business? Yeah, uh, both. The most is like the local community, and of course, the Rome uh, a lot of tourists are passing by, and we have a special shaliyah who who dedicates of just to who answer any questions and help tourists and Israeli students, American students. Yes. Beautiful. And uh, as we've uh, noted before, uh, anyone who wants information on how to get in touch with a a Chabad location around the world can go to Chabad.org. If you're traveling to Rome, you can type in Rome, Italy, and you'll find all the contact information. The the time of Hanukkah is certainly a, a miraculous time that we remember, and it is a holiday where we are lighting candles, not just for ourselves, but we are lighting them for the world and Pirsume Nisa, the publicity, if you will, the, uh, of, the, of the mitzvah is uh, of paramount importance. You're having a major public candle lighting, uh, community candle lighting tonight, I believe. Is that correct? Yes, the musician, we're having it tonight in the central part of Rome. It's called Piazza Barberini, Barberini Square. And they're expecting like at least 1,000 uh, people. Wow. Uh, and we're going to have the mayor of Rome and other politicians of the government, the television, all kind of, uh, you know, all the publicity. As, like, I, as you said, there's so many issues should be all the way. And the, um, the reactions that you get from the general population who are not, uh, not uh, Jewish, for instance, uh, or not even necessarily religious Jewish, uh, you probably have some very interesting stories of people uh, when they see the menorah? I'll tell you, uh, we find here in Rome very interesting from the Jewish population and non-Jewish population we are very excited about the Hanukkah menorah. We really don't find it in many places in the world. Uh, the Goyim is Jews, I like this idea and we have a full cooperation from the from the mayor of Rome and his offices, they send us all whatever we need. We don't pay for the microphones and all kind of things, and they send all the facilities for free. It's from the mayor's office in Rome. I mean, it's not. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you a very interesting story. Years ago, when we made it the first time, it was like 25 years ago, and I saw there was a very big population in those days because it was, everybody was the first time. I saw one Jew was crying, and I asked him what. The situation it was after already the big event, so he said that he remembers the the Shoah, and he was scared till 25 years ago to go out with a kippah on his head, because he was still you know scared of the situation. He said, "How could a Jew go around in Rome with a kippah?" And he saw hundreds, hundreds of people outside in the main square of Rome standing with a kippah on their head. So he said this really touched him so much. That he started to remember about the past and and, the, and now the situation. So he, this is the story they never forget about. The Jew, the Jew is still alive and he comes every year to the Hanukkah menorah because he says it's like what for him a change that he could go out outside and demonstrate here with Judaism without being scared with nobody. Wow, it's a, it's amazing. That story is, is certainly repeated around the world. Uh, Rabbi Rosenfeld, uh, with whom we just spoke in Bogota, Colombia mentioned the story of a non-Jewish wife of a Jewish man who saw the Hanukkah lights mm-hmm. uh, one year and uh, and came in and ended up, it turned out that uh, her, I think it was the grandmother, her grandmother's mother was Jewish. Mm-hmm. So, and she had been interested in converting to Judaism, and here it turned out 
that uh, that she was already uh, already in the family, so to speak. And no, no, it's true. I'll tell you, the Rebbe had a very, very important, big vision about having Hanukkah menorahs all over the world, and definitely it does his uh, job. And many people come back to the Yiddishkeit, and uh, I mean, definitely. The menorah is not made for me and you uh, to be outside. It's made to make people who are really far away that they don't know Hanukkah menorah in their house, you know. Absolutely. So and, yeah. it's, uh, and it's something that is uh, a, a relatively easy thing to do among among the many uh, uh, mitzvot that we have and things that, that we do. Uh, relatively easy. But, you know, if you enjoy if you enjoy the mitzvot and you enjoy what you're doing, they're all easy. Is there uh, any particular um, uh, different... Minhug. It doesn't seem like there are too many different minhugim when it comes to Hanukkah per se. But is there any particular minhug in, in that part of the world? Maybe a Sephardi minhug or anything like that. That uh... I'll tell you, we have a particular community. It's the Roman community. It's not a Sephardi community. It's completely a different nusach. As you know, as we read the parshas, there is minhagitalti. Yes. So they have a different seder and different minhugim. Okay, they light the candles like all the Jewish people all over the world, but they have different. Uh, Songs and so we are even if we are Chabad, but we like to to make them happy. So tonight, for example, we're going to have a choir of the Jewish community, of the local Jewish community, or Roman Jews. They're going to come sing their their nusach, like the Mizmor Shichanokatabayit LeDavid, the way they like to do it, and the Salalu in their way. I mean, it's completely it's the same brachas, but you know they do it in the different minag that. No one does it. Not Sfarim, not Ashkenazim. Wow, of so, course. Yeah. And the uh, the menorah that uh, is part of the community uh, lighting tonight, was that already lit last night and will be relit every night? Yes, I'll tell you. We, in the last few years, we started to light also in other, in other places in Rome. For example, you asked me the question before, yesterday was the main thing. The main one is tonight, but we did make a Hanukkah menorah, a big one, in another square, in another neighborhood where some Jewish people live, like the Piazza Bologna neighborhood, where there's Fadim, like Libyan Jews. We had last night a big lighting with 300 people, and it was also an important event. We're going to have another few during the week in a different neighborhood, because we have more Shluchim in Rome, and we're trying every year to grow to make more things. But of course, the main lighting, is, like I said, is going to be tonight, because it's the big menorah, Six and a half meters, and uh, uh, we have a person uh, going to be picked up to light the menorah, and I like in the big event. Very nice, very nice. Yeah. Well, continued Hatzlacha. I want to thank you for joining us here on JM Sunday and for sharing us with you what the community is like and what the candle lighting is like. And anyone who is in your area who wants to visit uh, can go on Chabad.org and find out the information on where to go. Rabbi Hazan wished you again a Freilich and uh, Hanukkah. And uh, you know, we hope to hear from you again. Amen. to all the all your community and the Jews in America. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Shalom. That is uh, live from Rome, Italy, and we thank Rabbi Hassan, the main shaliach out there at the Chabad, and we appreciate his joining us this morning. Some very interesting information that we uh, we found out. Uh, what goes on in Bogota, Colombia, and Rome, Italy, and you heard it here live on JM Sunday. We're going to go back to music. Here is uh, Destiny. Destiny's coming up with colored candles. For that, I just want to remind you, the uh, young, uh, the uh, uh, Yeshiva University um, concert coming up this Thursday night is uh, featuring, where do I have the information? I want to make sure I get it right. It's featuring uh, Edon from America's Got Talent. It's featuring Shalshelas and opening with Y-Studs, music by Neshama Orchestra taking place 
uh, this Thursday night at Lamport Auditorium up at Yeshiva University. And we are going to have a pair of tickets, front row seats, to this concert. It will be coming up within the next half hour. I'll let you know how to get a pair of those tickets, how to try to get that pair of tickets here on JM Sunday. And right now, as I mentioned, here is Destiny with Colored Candles. He was so proud that he'd come so far With the greatest of ease he moved through high societies That grocer's boy from the city streets Well he'd long since gone and changed his name It was the only way that he could play the game With neighbors like the Richardsons, the Williams and the Jones What could he do with a name like Cohen? But he had one memory, yes, his father he did see, lighting colored candles on the windowsill. Eight days a year he'd light another candle every night, they lingered in his memory still. In December, came home from school, his little girl called Sue. She held the picture of an Xmas tree she drew. All the kids in my class have one, she said, with a tear. And could we have one in our home this year? He didn't know what to do with his little daughter, Sue. Although her desires he wished to fulfill. My dear Sue, listen to me. There's something better than a tree that lingers in my memory still. Yes, they had one memory, 
played a lot of music this morning. Oh, Hanukkah music. That was uh, Dove, uh, Yoel David Goldstein with uh, Bashir Urnanim here on JM Sunday. Matas Weingast with you. It is uh, 8.35 in the morning. And uh, I did tell you that I was going to let you know what uh, <laughs> what we, uh, let's see, what we were going to, yeah, what we played. We we heard from Schlockrock with uh, It's My Light from Still Not Quite on Broadway. Uh, you all have a gold scene, as I just mentioned. Colored Candles with Des- from Destiny, Alan Nissim from the Yeshiva Boys Choir. I have uh, a lot of uh, Alan Nissims. We played a lot of them this morning. We might even get to one more. We do have a request that's coming up from Miami Boys Choir. We'll get to that in a minute from listener Yaakov, and we thank him. Uh, the schedule for today after this show is the Book of Life with Charlie Harari, and following that at the Stunt Show. I believe Mayor Fertig hosted this week's Stunt Show. Saturday Night Seagull, last night, uh, Rummy had a great show on Hanukkah. was listening to that for a while. That's Life with Mary Mel Wallach. Followed by uh, something to talk about with Randy Wartelsky, uh, the Jewish reaction, and uh, the Z report comes up at four o'clock. Spin class with Michael Fragan comes up at six. All that encore presentation of last week's phenomenal, phenomenal shows. And I believe uh, I have information on this week. Uh, this week's uh, Rifka Abbey show, Teen Spirit, which is on uh, Tuesdays at seven p.m. She'll be talking about, and it's, it's for teens in particular, she'll be talking about cooking and healthy eating. Uh, and uh, special uh, special guest will be uh, Tamar Genger, I hope I pronounced that correctly, who's the media director for joyofkosher.com, and she's a nutritionist. So she'll be speaking to, to Rivka about, uh, about that. And... Uh, Let's see what else we have. Uh, you know, I spoke to, I was chatting with Gorf last night. He, on his stunt show two weeks ago, uh, had the uh, show about uh, religion and science fiction shows. I told him that uh, last week, my wife Karen and I had the opportunity to go see William Shatner in his one-man show. And afterwards, uh, at the meet and greet, which lasted for about two seconds for each person, uh, I asked them whether the story was... Uh, it was accurate that Stephen Hill had once asked him to be part of a minion back in the days when Mission Impossible was filming and Star Trek was filming in the same location. And he answered that it could be. <laughs> wasn't He wasn't sure. As I posted on, on Gorf's uh, uh, Facebook page, uh, he uh, I think what's called The World According to Gorf, I, I posted a picture, by the way, of us with uh, William Shatner and, and said I forgive him for his, for his age. It was a couple of years ago that this uh, happened, so... I'm sure that you know you may not may not exactly remember, but that's um, that's uh, how you know that's how it goes. We were able to ask him that, so yeah, got to see Cousin Bill, and uh, it was a very very good show, a really really interesting show. He's very uh, proud of his Jewish identity, for sure, and referenced it many many times during his show. I mentioned before many times before today that Yeshiva University is holding its annual Hanukkah concert taking place this Thursday night, December 13th, 8 p.m. at Lampert Auditorium up there in Washington Heights, 2540 Amsterdam Avenue. And for information, you can you can go to yu.edu. There is a link, I think it's on the bottom right, for the concert, and you can get tickets that way. Uh, there are still tickets left. You can call 
217-284-2077 with any questions, 917-284-2077. The concert features Edon from America's Got Talent, the veteran Jewish music group Shalshelas, and uh, opening the concert with Y Studs Music by Neshama Orchestra. Doors open at 7.30. Concert begins at 8 p.m. this coming Thursday night during Hanukkah. But right now, you can get one pair of front row tickets to that concert. All you have to do is be the first person to send me an email at matis at nachamsegel.com, M-A-T-T-E-S at nachamsegel.com. Be the first person to send me an email. Put the word tickets in the uh, in the header and in the subject line and be the first one to get a, an email over here and you will be the proud owners of a pair of tickets to the Yeshiva University Hanukkah concert taking place this coming Thursday night up at Yeshiva University. So as you send those emails, be the first one to do that. Matis at nachamsegel.com. We go to Mordechai ben David with Al Hanisim here on JM Sunday. was some music by Mordechai ben David Al-Hanissim here on JM Sunday. And uh, right now, we are joined by the one and only Dr. Mark Singer. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Mark. How are you? 
Good morning, Matis. Good morning, listeners. How are you? Great. A Freilich and Hanukkah to you on this first day of Hanukkah. Thank you. Thank you thank for you, you and all your listeners. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us this morning. It's uh, close to the end of the show, but we wanted to get you on, and I hope your patients don't mind. Uh, if uh, if you need anybody to fill in, you know, we might be able to get a couple of fill-ins from JM to help you out there. Uh, but the, we wanted to get your uh, your your uh, expertise. Now, Hanukkah, besides, of course, the uh, the mitzvah of lighting candles, which is extremely important, uh, it is a holiday where a lot of uh, different foods are eaten, and uh, because of the significance of the oil, I guess people feel that it is important to take uh, whatever oil they can and dump it into a lot of food, fry it up, and cook uh, cook it and uh, and eat it. But uh, that can be a little bit, uh, if you're not used to it, 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 it's not necessarily the the healthiest way of eating. Is that uh, is that a fair thing to say? Then that would be the understatement of the week <laughs> or of the eight days, as the case may be. So a couple of comments, if I may. Yes. Number one, I remember we had a discussion years ago when I was in YU, and we asked this of one of our teachers, and the Rebbe said, if you're really concerned, you should just eat candles. <laughs> um, eating fried oily food is certainly not the healthiest thing. And if you really want to keep mitzvah, you should probably just have a light meal instead. Um, if you are going to go ahead and have a family function and have something oily, uh, a couple of caveats I would recommend. Number one, oil can be very irritating to the stomach lining. Not the best thing in the world to have an, on an empty stomach, so try to coat your stomach with something first. Number two, at family gatherings, there is often alcohol, especially on Hanukkah. Make sure, again, it's not on an empty stomach. And following number three, if you are on any cholesterol medications, probably a good idea to slightly increase the dose or exercise a little bit more because these fried foods not only are bad for you in and of themselves because they're fried, but uh, they also obviously increase cholesterol and have a very high caloric content. So do an extra mile on a treadmill the next day. Excellent. And uh, so so if, if people want to substitute, though, uh, what would they do? Um, there are the polyunsaturated oils, which are much, much better. Corn oil, et cetera, would be a much better suggestion. If you're going to fry in oil, that would be a much lighter suggestion. And, and if they... If a person did indulge a little bit too much, uh, what would be the best remedy? Um, as I mentioned, an extra mile or two on the treadmill, which is what I will be doing after diving this morning. Right, well that, that's in, in terms of physical. But what about, uh, you know, can they take anything, uh, uh, you know, any of the over-counter? I would say one would need to discuss um, direct medication with their doctor if they've got stomach upset and anything over-the-counter. Uh, there are prevacid uh, 24, which is available over the counter now. Mail out to my lantern just to calm down the stomach. Um, those would be the simple over-the-counter recommendations for stomach upset. Unfortunately, the long-term effects on the heart are obviously long-term and nothing that can be done over the counter. Right, so it's, it's better um, to be careful before you eat all the, uh, all the latkes that you're going to have at all the different Hanukkah celebrations throughout the week. Uh, then have to worry about it after. I think one has to be cognizant of the fact that although we tie some sort of food to every major Jewish holiday, uh, this idea of having fried foods is a minhug that is 
not for your own family, and certainly not a requirement for everyone to undertake. So a little bit of common sense would be served with the food. And that, uh, I guess that means that you're going to be joining us for every holiday coming up throughout the year to remind everybody about that, and uh, hopefully people will heed your warnings. I thank you very much, Dr. Mark Singer, for joining us this morning on JM Sunday. We wish you again a Freilich and Hanukkah, and uh, and I hope you have a great week. To you and to all your listeners, enjoy. Thank you so much. It is 8.47 in the morning. Here by request from listener Yaakov is uh, Light Up the Nights from the Miami Boys Choir here on JM Sunday.
by Avram Rosenblum here on JM Sunday, 8.56 in the morning. A couple of minutes before we wrap up today's show. Thanks to everyone who responded. The winner is listener Moshe from Passaic, New Jersey. He will be getting a pair of front row tickets to the Yeshiva University concert taking place this coming Thursday night up at Yeshiva University. We'll get the information from him, and we will have those tickets for him taking place again this coming Thursday night, December 13th, 8 p.m. The concert begins. Doors open at 7.30. It's at the Lamport Auditorium up in Yeshiva University, 2540 Amsterdam Avenue. And the annual concert is featuring Edon from America's Got Talent, Shalshelis, and opening with the Y Studs with music by Neshama Orchestra. For more information, you can go to uh, yu.edu. There is a link on the site for uh, ticket information, and you can also call 917-284-2077. Here is Kolachai 
with a live rendition of Ma'otsur on JM Sunday. Beautiful live rendition of Modes, sort of fitting way to end our Hanukkah music presentation today. My thanks to all the guests who joined me this morning, Connor Levy Julian with the news from Israel, Rabbi Rosenfeld from Bogota, Colombia, Rabbi Hazan from Rome, Italy, and Dr. Mark Singer from right here in the New York area who was talking about the the food that we eat on uh, Hanukkah and to be careful of all the oily foods. It is... uh, Coming up just upon 9 o'clock in the morning. If uh, There's plenty of things to do for Hanukkah. If you want, go to NachumSiegel.com. If you want to find something, there's a community calendar there. And uh, you can see what there is to do for Hanukkah. Go around and have a great time. The stream continues today with Encore programming throughout the day. If you want to hear an Encore of this show, it takes place at midnight tonight. And you can go to the archives later and pick up an archive of the show. Tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., Nachum is back with a back-to-school, back-to-work Hanukkah edition of JM in the AM. Continues throughout the week. We'll be here next Sunday with our second Hanukkah program. We'll see what's in store for next week. Till then, thank you so much for joining us. It's a great pleasure. And have a great week and a freilich in Hanukkah.